inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter, at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world. Losses game. You're listening to the starting block. Hey, welcome to the starting block for another week. You've got myself, Greeno, and I'm joined by a man who's been immersed in nothing but Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, and Frogger for the better part of the last few days. My co captain, Damo. How are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you. Good evening to all the boys and girls out there on board the listenership. And as always, Greeno, the blockheads. In the millions. Tuning in right around the world. Yeah, man, it's been a whirlwind 48 hours. I didn't think that it was possible to travel backwards in time. In fact, let me hit you one of these just straight off the back, Greener. To a more simpler time, Greeno, a more simpler time, a more innocent time, a time without Mm. stress, a time pre-9-11, a time... Uh, pre-internet in many respects, Greeno. Uh, a time pre-internet porn, of course. A time, you know, pre-crime, pre-riot, pre-corona, pre-surveillance state, pre-all of the bad stuff in society. Remember the time when it was, you, you could spend literally like three days in your bedroom with the curtains down, like the curtains drawn in complete darkness, just drinking like Mountain Dew or Orange Cordial and eating snacks and playing Mega Drive games or Nintendo games. Do you remember when we could do that, Greeno? I do remember those days, sir. They were good times. Well, that's been the last two days for me. (laughs) Just going through, like, because I've literally now have, it's around four and a half thousand, like, retro titles to work my way through. Believe it or not, yeah. And we're talking like quite the like we're talking old school. We're talking the the originals. We're talking everyone's everyone in our generation's childhood, anyway. Pretty of much the video games you remember, whether it be in your home console, whether it be in, at Time Zone, yeah. Um, whether it be at the bowling alley you'd attend and they had video games around the area yep. that you'd whack in fifty cents. Um, all of those bad boys now available, now readily available, and it's. It's that kind of thing, like, I think we, our generation, right, you know how you've got, like, say, the Amish in the United States who reject all modern, like, all modern cons, right, all modern trappings? 100%. <laughs> like, yeah. our generation, our generation is regarded as the micro generation, believe it or not. So we're not Gen X and we're not Gen Y. We're in between because we're the generation that had both the pre-internet world and the post-internet world, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. So when yeah, we were does, coming yeah. of age, right, it's about a, it's a five-year generation, the mini generation, they call it. It is a thing. Like, I'm not making this up. This is a thing. So if you were born in, like, that five-year gap, you're considered part of, like, the micro generation. Um, mm-hmm. So for us, I think our, like, our traditionalist movement <laughs> in the future when we get into, like, our mid-40s and our 50s is going to be 
we're not rejecting all modern technology like the Amish do, but we reject most of it. And we instead of like instead of playing like the virtual reality headsets where we're walking around shooting aliens on different planets, it's like no, no, I'm just going to play Space Invaders. <laughs> like it's a totally different thing. Yeah, I want a choice. I don't want a virtual reality helmet with gloves and like sensors and electrodes on my testicles and stuff like that. I just want a joystick with one button, right? <laughs> like, one button. If you can't the, get it done with one button, Atari twenty six hundred, exactly. one button and a joystick. That's all I need. One button and a joystick. I'm satisfied with that. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Hundred percent. So the last couple of days have been amazing. We need to get your ass onto a because now it's going to be a thing. A couple of people said to me last night, Greeno. Because I did like a retro game night on a Thursday night, and a couple of people, Is I think, Joy of Pessy, Joy, Joy of Pessy joined us last night. It was tremendous. Yeah. We played Double Dragon. Uh, we played a bit of oh, Streets wow. of Rage. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Double Dragon. I don't remember Streets of Rage. That wasn't one of my my go tos. But Double Dragon, I definitely didn't remember playing that. One. Oh, was it Streets of Rage we played, or something else? Uh, f- something else. Fury. Uh, they're all a copy of each other. <laughs> all of these yeah. games. Uh, we played some Mario World number three, which I'm terrible at because I never played Mario. I was a Sonic guy. But um, with that being said, uh, I, Kitty, I see Kitty B in the chat. Kitty B was like, "I think you're onto something here with this like crappy game Thursday nights. It might be, it might mm. become a new thing. We might have to put it into the rotation, Greeno." So there you okay. go. That's a step back in time. Plus, I like stories about pinatas. Sorry to take up half the show. I'm just very excited about the retro games. We need to get you on one of the retro game shows, though. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, sir. We're, when I get some free time, I'm, I'm definitely in. I did. Uh, I followed your instructions. I got the the bad boys ready to roll. I I gave a few different games a crack. Yep. And then I remember how bad they were. <laughs> but and they're like, good. <laughs> they're bad. good in a bad way. Exactly. And I think if I'm playing them individually, not as much fun. But if I'm playing against you, it is. It literally is a step back in time. So yeah. it, it's all good. It's always more fun <laughs> with a friend. We should play like an old school Madden game or something like that. You know what I mean? Like a well, 90, no, 94 Madden. No, we need Mike Ditka's ultimate football. Mike Ditka's ultimate football. What about Joe Montagna football? <laughs> no, no, that's the one we used to play as kids. It was Andrew it? Andrew Eddinghausen's rugby league. That's right. And it was Mike and it was Mike Ditka's ultimate football. Okay. Now, the trick with Andrew Eddinghausen's rugby league, and I still remember it, sadly, is you just kept on running from dummy half because no one could tackle you. That's right. And you'd make 15 minutes every time. That's right. Mike Dicker's ultimate football was, you know, it was strategy because it was the first game you got to play call. It was Madden before Madden. Um, and we had that on your PC, I believe. Yes, we did. Um, the Andrew Edding, I was trying to remember which game that was the other day. I'm so glad you brought that up because I'm like, there's only one rugby league game that was ever made in this country, which included the Gold Coast Seagulls. <laughs> that was <Yep>. it. <laughs> Andrew Edinghouse, E.T.'s Rugby League. E.T.'s now, rugby the league. other one we need to find, if we're going to find retro games, this show has gone off on a tangent already and we haven't even started. Fuck it, who is cares? AB's A-B's Cricket. Oh, that's what I was thinking the other day as well. Alan Border's Cricket. Now, there was a, there was a cheat with that as well. Um, what you, you would do... you got to play off the pads. No, but yeah, but when you're bowling, right... So you go as far wide in the bowling crease as you can possibly get, and you just bowl really slow, and you bowl like a really slow full toss, which drops late, and it just knocks out middle stump every single time. You can't defend against it no matter what you do. You can't beat it. (laughs) If you try and block it, you get done for LB, like it bounces underneath your bat. (laughs) Fantastic stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll do it all. We'll do it all, baby. Yeah, we're going to find them. Uh, They're going to be good. Excellent. I uh, will open the show with, uh, can you hit a story time for me, please, sir? Absolutely. I like stories about pinatas. 
So we talked about the last couple of weeks. Greeno's on the house hunt, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm looking out for things, but you know, uh, it can become a bit arduous. You know, we're we're five weeks into this bad boy, and you know, the novelty's starting to wear off, Damo. Mm. Um, so so I gotta I gotta find little victories, right? So yep. I, I've been hauling my ass. I'm driving an hour and a half, you know, each way to to the location I'm moving to 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 inspect these places. A lot of them are duds. Uh, they look good on the pictures, but you get there and you're like, eh. I didn't realize that there was a sex dungeon in the back. Um, you know, maybe it's a no for the kiddies. So oh, the real estate agent's like, oh, really? There's a sex dungeon in the back? It's going to be an extra $80,000. Yeah, we're adding that on. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, you are chart. you are moving down the south coast. That is sex dungeon yeah. fucking like. That's sex dungeon territory. <laughs> um, but uh, so I'm, I'm trying to take small little victories, right? So mm. uh, I, I contact the real estate agent throughout the course of the week about a particular property because they'd advertised it as like six bedroom, four bathroom, two garage. A mansion. But it was like, but I'm like, this is amazing. It's at price and request, but it was two duplexes. So I'm like, hang on, are they just selling them both and they've advertised it as like, have you got to buy both or can I just buy one? Because one looks all right. That looks affordable, but two probably can't afford. Right. So I call the real estate and I'm like, hey, man, can I inspect one of them and are you selling them individually? He's like, yep, let us know. We are selling them individually. Here's the price point. Okay, so, like, so it's not it's not six bedrooms. It's three. It's three. Doing. Okay. Yeah, but if you buy both the duplexes, technically you get six bedrooms. Advertise <laughs> it that way. That's very which is sneaky. Fucking stupid. Yeah. Because I, I I limit my search to like I can only afford three bedrooms. So that one was out of it, but I forgot to put the filter on and it showed up. I'm like, I'm going to make a call. So okay. so like messages, dude. And yeah, he comes back to me and, and then he calls and I'm looking as I sent him the request, I'm looking and his name is D-R-A-G-A-N. Wait, That's his say, first. say it again, Dragon. D- well, you, I thought that as I, as I said it, right? So okay. D-R-A-G-A-N. Right. So I'm like, surely when I call this guy, because I've just emailed him to get the details and then he's going to call me back. Did he I'm sound like, did he sound like this guy Dragon? Did he sound like Sean Connery? He didn't. No, okay. he didn't. Okay. So, just want to check. So when, so I'm like, surely this dude is his name is not not Dragon. It's probably like Dragon, Dragon. or something like that. It's Dragon. Like Serbia. Or yes, Eastern European so, Dragon with testicles made of steel. Look, you want house? You buy fucking house. You pay in vodka. House. You pay in vodka. Yeah. <laughs> fuck your so mother. Of fuck. Gun, surely. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bye, bye, goodbye now. Sorry, I just, um, I'm just going to have to interrupt your story there. I like stories about pinatas, and I'm going to have to give you my own story. I like stories about pinatas. Um, there was a few years back when Greeno and I didn't see each other very often, and that was the time when I was in my first band, which was a punk band. Um, I was a teenager at the time. I was like 15, I think, 16. We played a few gigs and stuff. We recorded a CD. We call them the dark years, Damo. The dark years. 15 through 17 when we weren't friends. That's right. Not that we weren't friends. We just didn't see each other. That's right. We, we did okay. Like, we recorded um a couple of CDs. Like, we played gigs and stuff. It was incidentally you after. At, you played at the opening of the St. Clair Shopping Centre. That's right. We played at the opening of the St. Clair Shopping Centre, but we also played in a couple of bars as well, believe it or not, when I was legally not allowed to be in there when I was underage. Um, but it was incidentally, uh, ironically, one might say, uh, after I left that band to start a band with you, that's when they got really successful and started playing like Big Day Out and shit. So, like, hey! Thank you for the follows. <laughs> We've got somebody, some, <laughs> somebody followed the channel. Now we have alerts going. That scared the shit out of me. 
halfway through the story. I was there going, I, I don't get the reference. You're like, someone played the big day out and then the Mario music played. That like, was a, that's like, a Sonic movie. <laughs> that's a Sonic music. Uh, so, yeah, well, it was after <laughs> So it was after I left that band that they got really good. Um, but anyway, yeah. when I was in that band, um, now I forget the fucking point of the story. Uh, there was a few Drag- years. So, sorry, where were we? Dragon. That's dragon. where we were at. Talk about dragon. It was after that. It was. Oh, no. I've done this whole. That fucking. That alert has put me right off now. Oh, no. The alert's on, brother. <laughs> I'm the one who put them on. I'm an idiot. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, well, I was in a band when I was a teenager and it was really fun and it was the best story, Grinner. I like stories about <laughs> the Niatas. Can, can I, I'll finish my story? You can okay, remember I'll, open, I'll open in your story. I like stories about Pinatas. So, oh, no, 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 wait, I remember. Wait. I like stories about <laughs> Pinatas. <laughs> I like stories about Pinatas. So when you said dragon and you're like Eastern European, so... The other two guys in that band were Yugoslavians, right? I was the only Aussie in a band. So I was surrounded by like these two Yugoslav families constantly. And the dad of like the lead singer in the band, the guitarist and the singer, because I played bass in that band, he would like come out. He was a former musician, but from like 20, 30 years earlier, he would play at weddings and shit. So we would rehearse in the garage because he had all of this fucking equipment. We would rehearse in the garage and we'd be halfway through a song and he'd just walk out and like rip, he would rip the electrical cord out of the fucking, out of the wall. <laughs> and we'd be like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, you're fucking, you, I'm listening to your fucking shit in there. Like he was a drunk Yugoslav. He was like a fucking stereotype. I'm listening to your fucking shit in there. You've got to learn how to play your fucking scales, your cock. Like, what is this fucking <laughs> shit you play? <laughs> and his son was like, Dad, we're practicing. We're playing punk. We're in a punk band. He's like, you're fucking punk. You're a punk, all right? You don't know fucking shit, mate. What you, how do you play your fucking A and B scales, mate? Learn to play your fucking scales, you cock. And he would walk out with like half a bottle of wine. So we'd have to wait for him to rant for half an hour about how kids don't learn how to play music properly. And then he'd stumble back inside and go to bed and we'd keep playing. There's my story. I like stories about pinatas. I'll reopen your story. I like stories about pinatas. Well, now you've had to reopen your story twice. I forget where I was with my story. Dragon, that's right. Dragon. So the, the dude calls me back, and I'm like, I, I don't want to offend the guy by thinking his name's Dragon. Right. So, because surely it's like Dragon or something like that. Dragon. And he's like, hey, mate, uh, it's, it's, it's Dragon here. Uh, <laughs> I'm just his property. Uh, he come on in during this time, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, oh, well, this fucking dude's name Dragon. So I had to run out and tell the wife. I'm like, hey, we're inspecting the property tomorrow. You cannot believe what the fucking dude's name is that's going to open the house for us. His name's Dragon. He's like, bullshit. It's going to be Dragon. I'm like, no, no, trust me. He said Dragon. He listened to the voicemail. He said Dragon. So I bet you, I bet you I it's had- supposed to be Dragon, but he just loves saying Dragon. <laughs> you know what I mean? I am Dragon. 100%. 100%. His mum says, so Dragon. 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 He's like, mum, like, the no. kids call me Dragon. Kids call me Dragon. So then it was a sliding doors moment because we have to take like the the kids with us for these open houses mm. um, to to inspect these places. And I'm like, if I tell my daughter, who's a, a loud mouth four year old, yeah, she's very much like a dad. She just she doesn't have a filter. Mm. So if I tell her this guy's name is Dragon, she's gonna fucking go to town on it. Right. I just know it. Yeah, and she's gonna harass him with Dragon stuff. <laughs> so I waited for after. Do you breathe? Do you breathe the- fire? 
Do you live in a cave? Yeah. <laughs> Can okay. I ride you? No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we get in, we do the inspection, we walk out, we we get back out, and then we, she meets the guy. She has a bit of a chat with him because she's a bit of a loud mouth. Hmm. And then we hop in the car. And I'm like, oh, do you know what that guy's name was, uh, Bobby? And she's like, oh, no, what is it? And I'm like, it's Dragon. And she thought it was the funniest thing ever. So then for the rest of the next day, all I heard Every story she told to anyone around was, we met Dragon. <laughs> Fucking Dragon. I'm dragon. I'm like, thank God I didn't tell you an event. <laughs> we met a Dragon. I like stories <laughs> about pinatas. Fantastic. She met, a, she met ah. her very first Dragon. She met a Dragon. A now, dragon. which brings me to the inspection that Dragon put us through the house, right? Now, mm. if you're trying to sell a home, Damo, yep. what are you trying to do? You're trying to spruce up the joint. You're trying to fucking get some value out of it, right? You're trying to lie to people, basically, and say that it's going to be the best thing that they could possibly do. It's going to be the best investment of their life. It's in great. It's in tremendously good condition. You don't have to do anything about it. You're trying to cover up all of the shit parts of the house. That's what you're trying to do when you sell it. That's it. You're trying to extract as much cash from a sucker as you can. So we walk into this joint thinking, look, this is this is pretty good. There you go. That's the alert for the diamond. I just thought I'd test that to throw you off. <laughs> Excellent. Well done. Thank you. Um, so. So basically, uh, I, I go into this place and I overhear the conversation of this place was built December 2019. Okay. So I'm like, this is only eight months old. Like wow. this thing is going to look schmick. Only like, one owner. Eight- only one previous owner it's used to drive it to the shops on the weekends. Drive, drive it to church on Sundays. That's it. That's it. Um, so, so I walk in and the, the existing tenants, because it's a rental property at the moment, hmm. existing tenants are sitting on the couch with their fat ass dog. Right. And and you know me, Damo. I'm, I'm I'm a dog hater. Yeah. I'm an animal hater in general. Anything yeah. that cr- cr- creates more work for Greeno, i.e. cleaning, which I already have enough to do. Yep. And, and you know my rules, anything that involves cost, animals yeah. are expensive. They Greeno's are. anti. Yeah, and when Greeno now, used to come over to like to the studio and be here in person in the in the Daily Boogie studios. Um, I would always have a chuckle at like leaving the dog out to greet him when he came in because I know how much he hated it. And he'd be like, no, no. He'd smile with like gritted teeth and go, no, it's fine. <laughs> and i go, oh, she just wants well, to say hello. Dog. I can't she, complain. She I'll, just, I'll say hello. <laughs> she just wants to say hello to Uncle Greeno. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, hi. Hi, dog. How are you? <laughs> yeah. Thanks for dirtying up my brand new clean shirt. I exactly. appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so... I walk in, the place is a cesspool. Mm. It looks like a crack den in there. Mm. Now, this is an open house, mind you, where we've organized. They, they've been given pre-warning yep. that, hey, we're going to bring some people through. Well, it's obvious we what they're to- doing. It's obvious the tenants don't want to move out, so they're scared if the place sells, they're going to be forced to move, so they're doing their absolute best to make sure that nobody buys the fucking place, right? They're doing, they've done a good job because <laughs> I, walk, I walk through the thing. The, the eight-month-old carpet has so many mud and dog stains on it that the, it already needs to be replaced. Wow. The, the backyard is covered in nothing but dog shit. The undercover area somehow is like a, a pile of bird shit somehow, yet they have no birds, but they haven't bothered to hose it down. <laughs> they've just left it there. So wait, hang on. There's bird shit, but no bird. So that must mean that... Birds are coming in from the outside world and Mm -hmm. they're spending enough time in there. Like if a bird comes in from the outside, they're usually there for a short amount of time. Somebody will chase it out with a broom. Oh, my God, everybody goes crazy, chase the bird out, get rid of them. 
the birds are in there for so long that not only <laughs> they're shitting on the floor, but not only shitting on the floor once repeatedly. So they might be nesting in the house now in it like an old nesting. washing basket like, or something. <laughs> 100% right. Who knows Fantastic. what's going on? Wild birds but, inside again, the house. <laughs> so the crazy things you see in inspections, that's the end of Green Arrow story time. Okay, Kitty B in the chat, a bird toilet. <laughs> I like stories about pinatas. You're spot on there, Kitty B. Well done. Give yourself a nice Gary. Nice Gary. Um, nice Gary. So moving on from inspections, now Greeno's starting to focus his attention on next steps, right? I'm, I'm thinking going, well, I'm, I'm going to move out of this rental property that I'm currently living in eventually. Mm. Now, what is kosher? Now, Damo, can I give you a proposition? Kosher is a fake kind of uh, Jewish food approval system. That's what kosher is. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to know. I just want to know what's okay here, right? What, okay. What's appropriate in a rental property? Because you, you've moved out, moved out of a couple of rental properties. Yes. And I want to know whether, uh, like, my current thought process is is appropriate or inappropriate. Okay, you're talking so, about getting your bond back. Is that the goal here? No, no, not bond. I'm talking about what I'm allowed to take with me. Right. So obviously, <laughs> my assets that I own, I'm allowed to take with. Me. Yeah. They're they're my assets. Yeah. But what I'm looking at is. Technically, I purchased the light globes, <laughs> and I plugged the light globes in myself. Yep. Is is it is it too far? Because light globes aren't cheap, man. We're talking like what six bucks each. <laughs> you are so fucking tight. <laughs> so no, leave me out. Hear me out here. So just for the chat, let me know. Let me know if this is appropriate. Now I uh, so six six bucks per light globe. Yeah. And he, over the course of my house, just general light globes. This isn't heating globes. We'll talk about heating globes in a minute. Hmm. Uh, general light globes that I've purchased personally and put into the home. Yep. Six bucks each. I reckon there's probably about fifteen, sixteen across the course of the house. Really? Fifty? So, six, there's yeah. sixteen light bulbs in your house. They're legit. Is there's sixteen light globes in my house? And you paid um, for, and you bought all of them. I purchased all. Of, well, I've been here fucking twelve years, man. Of course, I purchased all the light globes. Okay. okay. Um, so I put all those light globes in. Is it in the chat? Let me know. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, hero or douchebag, <laughs> taking the light globes that you purchase out of your home as you leave. So when the new tenants come in, <laughs> they've got to buy sixteen light globes. <laughs> I mean, it's probably it's probably a little better than having to clean up the bird shit in the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> shit. But I'm just imagining the pictures on the next tenant's face when they turn the light on. I can do you, I can I can tell you like a I can tell you a similar story. I like stories about pinatas. So we when we bought this place, we weren't moving into a rental place, right? We were buying from a previous owner. Now there's a certain level of decorum where fittings are supposed to stay where they are, right? Like you're not allowed yeah. to take fittings. Not only did they take Greeno, like say, for for example, they took the um the light fitting off the front, like the front door, you know, like the door light that you have. Yeah. So when we got here, there was just like a fucking hole in the bricks. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's fucking tight. But they took the toy they took the toilet roll holder off the wall in the toilet, Greeno. No, 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 no. Fittings are different, man. I'm talking about something that you just unscrew. You can't, you can't take fittings off. <laughs> they took fittings with them when they left. Fittings. Here. Yeah. 
Like, that's next level. But These mind, guys are my, they're big mind, heroes. They're my we should have expected that because remember um, when we moved in here, we discovered that one of the kids' bedrooms, which was painted up with like, it was, it was so weird. It's painted up with like seals and happy like um, collages around like seals and sunshine and blue skies and clouds and shit. And we're like, oh, that's nice for the little kid. Until you realize that they they had two holes cut out in the door and replaced with clear plastic so they could peer into the kid's bedroom. But they made it look <laughs> they made it look like the holes on a boat. Like with the little rope yeah, and shit, it was, I'm like it was oh. a sea shanty. You're right, <laughs> but but they had a lock on the door on the outside, Greeno. You got to lock him in, so they could they they, they legit they could lock in the child, lock them in the room, yeah. and then watch them through the little hole in the fucking door. Isn't that creepy? So we should have expected <laughs> them to take the fucking toilet roll holders, if we're being honest. They're obviously <laughs> sick psychopaths. So like, yeah. that, that's it. That's we'll learn from that experience. You know what I mean? I like stories about pinatas. Uh, <laughs> Damo, uh, uh, the the other part of the potential removal is I've got to get rid of all my booze, and I've got to find a way to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And the best way to do it is to just drink it. Yeah. Um. So we, we've got a new segment of what Greeno's drinking this week. So you've been working your way through the old booze, the old booze stash. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's right. Uh, this week is Quantro. Contro. Okay. I don't know what it is. It sounds fucking, it tastes terrible. I don't know what it but is. I'm making sure I drink it. <laughs> it's a mixer, mate. Are you putting it with stuff? <laughs> on ice. On ice, and uh, it's good to go. Contro on but ice. You're a sick puppy. Contro. You're a very sick man. <laughs> on ice. Because waste not, want not, sir. Waste not, want not. We're, yeah. in, a fucking, we're in a COVID world, dude. <laughs> the, whole point uh, of, the whole point of this drinking through my old booze so I don't have to move it is to save money. If I buy lemonade to put with the Contro, all of a sudden I'm making a net loss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's costing me money. I need to keep it clean. It's all going to be on ice. Everything on rocks. <laughs> so in, in a COVID world, we've got to think about the true victims, Damo. Mm. Um, and, and this week we, I came across a, an article where I'm like, look, how how the hell have we overlooked this? Now, mm. yeah, our Victorian brothers and sisters are in lockdown down there. Yeah, and they've got their own restrictions and, and whatnot. Stage four, man, that's like that's New Zealand territory where they they try to eradicate the virus, and they were stupid enough to let people into the island with the virus to then spread it back around the country. Stage four restrictions is but, like bring your wife when we tell you because you may not live, like you may be dead yeah, by the end of this. Hundred percent right. You're you're in complete lockdown there. But the uh, sometimes we forget about the true victims of, of the the lockdowns, Damo, and and the the byproduct of of COVID. But it's good to good to recognise them because when I saw this throughout the course of the week, um, where the Today Show, who's he's got the finger on the pulse, mm. where they pointed out as as one of their lead segments because they, obviously they're not struggling for news at all. Victorian <laughs> kids will miss out on Woolworths new. Ushi Disney Disney collection until current lockdown restrictions ease. Is it fair? Hashtag nine today. <laughs> now, for anyone who doesn't understand what an Ushi is, I don't know what an Ushi is. <laughs> so, Damo, uh, I'm going I'm to open up your world, uh, your eyes to the world oh, of Ushis, Damo. And, and basically, any supermarket kid promotion. So the, these are things that if you spend 10 bucks, you get one of these stupid little toys or books or whatever they've got plugging this week to make sure parents come in and get stuff for their kids. Right. And Ushi is effectively like a small little plush toy, and they've got 20, 36 different Disney characters okay. that now these poor Victorian kiddies 
because of that bastard coronavirus. Ah, they're going to miss out. to get their free shit oh, from Woolworths. How awful. Because of coronavirus. Can we start thinking about the true victims of coronavirus? I don't care about the fucking dead people, man. Fuck the dead people. <laughs> Fuck the people that can't breathe. Fuck the people with the, the heart conditions following recovery. Uh-huh. Someone think of the children, Damo. Yeah. Well, no, I, I don't even think it, I don't think you're going far enough, Greener. See, you would think that the children are the real victims of the of this. Can someone please think about the rich Hollywood executives who are now going to be stuck with all of this back order of Ushi that they are un- all of these Ushi products that they are unable to move, which is going to eat into their inventory and their storage space, which will affect their multi million dollar bonus greeno. Can we think about the real victims of coronavirus, please? <laughs> Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week so check it out. There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. And old cartoons We hope to see you over there very soon It's our special little spot Tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessie When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Less than 3% sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Remember, if you want to get in touch with us, the best way to do so would be via the little blue bird. Follow Greeno at the starting block one where we drop the K at the end. Follow me at Boogie Bumper. Greeno, I know that we normally don't like to discuss politics on this show. Um, it's no, we're trying to avoid it. We've tried to avoid it. It's something that you've said to me before. Uh, look, Boogs, I love you, man. I love you, bro. But you keep, you do you. You do you on your little daily boogie show, your little side project over there. Your little, your successful one. Yeah. You, you do that over there on that little podcast. 
and you leave this show to the good stuff. But sometimes, Greeno, it's it's uh, completely impossible to avoid worlds from colliding. 100% and right. A couple of days ago, you got in touch with me and you said, uh, we need to cover one Kimberly Guilfoyle, former Fox News presenter, uh, currently the lay of one of the Trump sons, and mm-hmm. now uh, a speaker at the Republican Party convention, Greeno. So you got in touch, you said, we need to cover Ms. Guilfoyle. So what are you, what are you talking about yeah. here? Um, so... Yeah, let's go through the video first, and then we'll cover it. Okay. Well, no, I think <clears throat> I think we need to do a bit of backstory. So, a couple of. You want any backstory? All right. Well, so basically, uh, hang on. Uh, no, no, hang on. Like backstory in this regard. A week ago, we had what I think is the dumbest segment that we've ever played on this show, and that was. Oh, we're going to get to that. The, we're going to get that at segment eight. The 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 famous kid or kid though, that was the segment that we played. Yeah. So kid we or kid. we're going to touch on that because we need to deep dive into kid or kid. Okay, so. Before we before we deep dive on Kid or Kid, we've got a late yeah. entry into the Kid or Kid uh, contestant ranks, Greeno. Um, this yeah. is now Kim or Kid, okay? A slight adjustment okay. to the Kid or Kid. Kim or Kid, Kimberly Guilfoyle or Baby Goat, okay? So I want you to decide. Okay. So let's let's let the video roll. <laughs> Kim or Kid, Greeno. Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. (laughs) 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 Get the worst segment. That may be the best segment we've ever done on the show. Kim or Kim, Kim Kim. Kim or Kim. Uh, All right, I'm going to go both Kims, Damo. Both Kims? Okay. Now I need to hang on because this this is fucking replay recap recap hang on because this is fucking out here. Uh, Okay, even even the computer processor can't handle the the brilliance that is Kim or Kid. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try it again and make sure that the video plays this time. Strange little settings here. Okay, let's see if it works this time. Ladies and no, still not working. Okay, that's fucking fun. Oh, you stop playing. You just stopped it. Yeah, no, but the video isn't playing. That's the problem. So, ah, fair enough. All right, hang, hang on. Well, that's can... all right. This is meant to be a podcast anyway, so it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> now it's annoying me, though. Uh, yeah. All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it this spend, way. We're going to spend six minutes of the show fucking around with set, <laughs> settings to play stupid video. Ah, uh, because <laughs> you change one thing, you change one thing lately, and it fucking changes all of a sudden. Okay, so now we've got it working. Now we can. Now we can tell. All right, let's do it. Okay, let's do it like from the top. Kim or kid, ladies and gentlemen, you you guess in the audience. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream. The best is yet to come. <laughs> Kim or kid, Greeno? It's both Kims. Both Kims. Double Kim. There you go. Both Kims. Okay. Uh, best segment ever. Um, now, Damo, uh, I, I did some research. I saw that segment. I saw that little bit with uh, Kim. Uh, is it Guilfoyle? Kimberly, Kimberly Guilfoyle. That's the one. Guilfoyle. There we go. Uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle. I saw Guilfoyle. And then I'm like, look, I saw that thing and it, it got, a lot of, uh, got a lot of media over the course of the last couple of days. But then I checked Trump's approval ratings following the delivery of that speech mm. and skyrocketed, absolutely yeah. skyrocketed. I put it, I put it down uh, directly to the that particular video. 
So when I checked our personal journal rankings this week, Damo, hmm. and saw that, unfortunately, we failed to crack the top anything this week, failed to make any charts. Wow, really? And Yeah, really. We, we, didn't, we didn't crack squat. Now, uh, firstly, I'm going to put it down to two things, right? So firstly, we're just not that talented. Hmm. And secondly, the fact that we had a lot of viewers uh, watching the show live because we did last Sunday. That's right. And normally those people would have to download the podcast to see the show. <laughs> it's pretty, it's oh, I love so your op- I love your optimism. You think the people that yeah. tuned in last week would normally listen to the podcast? <laughs> Come on, mate. <laughs> I'm trying to be optimistic here, sir. You're trying. So, it's a lie, though. For the You're straying just into the world of psychotic, though, with that kind of argument. <laughs> Have you listened to this show? Yeah. <laughs> it's completely in the world of psychotic. We live in fantasy land here, Damo. Yeah, we do. Um, so it got me thinking, look, if, if Trump's approval ratings mm. in the middle of a, a global pandemic and fucking everything is going on with race relations in America yep. have skyrocketed as a result of Kimberly Guilfoyle, mm-hmm. maybe we need to just start screaming our segments. Okay, well, let's do it one more time. Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. Now, Damo, we're going to do Troy's FM segment because that is the best to come. Uh, that joke's, joke's pretty, pretty, light, pretty light. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Done. No, scary. Moving on. Now to our favourite segment, uh, skipping that. To, uh, which we definitely skip. Uh, one of our favourite segments. Is, is, uh, is Stefan in the chat? Uh, Stefan is not in the chat. He's one of the famous uh, podcast listeners that you refer to. He is. He's one of our, uh, our we'll call him the block, the block five, the yeah. block six, sorry. The block six. We got Kimmy. We got, we got Stefan. We also got BE. Monica. And I'm sure there's three listeners. Monica. Kitty B. Kitty B. And whoever else is in the chat that I don't want to offend. Now. <laughs> Henry St. George Tucker Bumper, why politics is it also in the chat? UK Neil. How could I forget UK Neil? UK Neil is an absolute star. Mm-hmm. Um, which brings us to this week's uh, Troy's FM segment. Now, we're, we're struggling with our rankings. We're terrible. We're, we're not doing squat. Hmm. We we managed to crack into it because B stole his mate's phones and subscribed in the background. Correct. Um, and that got us into the rankings. We, we peaked at like number. 89, I think, in the Australian charts, but we're still big in Vietnam. So we're huge happy. in Vietnam. Huge. Huge in Vietnam. We had to expand our horizons. We're like, look, we need to start getting some ratings. We need to we need to go mainstream, Damo. We need to, to tighten it up. Uh-huh. And we reached out to our boy Troy, the Unity reporter, who is a, a successful radio uh, producer in his own right. Correct. Who's won awards. We can't remember the awards that he's won, but he's won some awards. So we just we 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 tick, tick that box to go award winner. Yes, excellent. Uh, he must have some good ideas. That's right. Now, so far, what has he sent us? He sent us a uh, strip club or hairdresser <laughs> right. as the first ever um, Troy's FM segment to kind of get us some more mainstream listeners. And then last week we had kid or kid, which was we had to decipher between whether it was a goat screaming or a kid screaming. Get now, to this- come. <laughs> I still think that was Kimberly. Okay. You still think uh, I was Kim at the end there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, at the end of the week, we, we do a debrief on the block. We sit there and we and we go, look, you know, what worked, what didn't, um, what punishments need to be, you know, handed out. Hmm. Um, and unfortunately, we, we had to compare kid or kid 
and put it in the same vein as the gardening segment. Can we play the gardening segment if we got got a section uh, section there, Damo? Absolutely, we can as long as I can find it. Oh, that's it's on the first push. screen, isn't it? Yep. That's right. It's a gardening segment. I forgot how bad <laughs> I forgot how bad the gardening segment was. To be fair, so where we where we put that between the gardening segment or kid kid or kid kid or which, kid. which one's lower on top? Jeez. I'm talking kid or kid's lower. I think kid or kid is probably worse. Let's try. It. Let's let's put the two back to back one more time again. Okay, and then this. The best is yet to come. Yeah, I reckon kid or kids. Kid or kids worse. worse. Um, so un- unfortunately, uh, as per the, the strict block guidelines, we've had to tell Troy, mate, uh, disappointed, disappointed with kid or kid. You mm. know, it's not up to the standards we expect here on the show. Like, we can't be sitting there, you know, playing this stick when we could have quality programming, like taking light globes out of rental properties Correct. in our run. Like that's just that's wasting our listeners' time. Yeah, people want to know. <laughs> people want to know how much of a tight motherfucker they can be. Like, should they leave with the light globes? <laughs> These are important questions, right. Greeno. These are definitely important questions. So, unfortunately, this week we've had to give Troy the week off. We had to suspend him. We had to stand him down without notice. Yeah. And say, look, mate. Uh, after last week, you need a week suspension. Yeah, you know, we we can we can talk about whatever we want. We but, expect you know, we expect a certain listen. level of quality here on this program, and you know if you're going to be 100%. part of the if you're going to be part of the block inner circle, because there's the block mm-hmm. family, Greeno, the extended yeah. block family, but there's the block inner circle. It's like the mafia. There's like two or three guys yeah. that get to come in on the business meetings, and then we go out and we give our orders to the soldiers, right? So, mm-hmm. but if you're going to be like the concierge of the fucking starting block uh, inner circle then we expect you to bring your A game every single time, week in, week out. It's not the first time we've put somebody on the bench. We've put Stefan on the bench before. We've brought him back. Yeah. We've had to drop BE before. Like, we've had to drop him to the lower leagues and then bring him back once he regains a bit of form, Greeno. So, like, this is just the usual churn of how we do things here on the show in order to keep the show at an exceptionally high standard, right? To come! <laughs> so we've got to keep our standards high, Greeno. That's what we're all about here. So, uh, 100% right. And, and look, I, I checked in with Troy today because I want to keep morale up in the Block family. Mm. Um, I don't want him getting, getting down on himself because we know he's, he's an award-winning producer here. So I yeah. don't want him going, look, you know, taking this little stumble as, <clears throat> as a, a big hit. Yeah, I don't want him thinking he's taking a bullet. You've got to, you've got to massage. To, you've got to be a manager now. You've got to massage his star factor mm. like because, you know, these big stars, 100%. these big outside, you know, award winners and stuff, they don't like getting dropped to the bench, Greeno. When they sign the contract, they're like, I'm in the starting team every single week, no matter what. So you've got to temper their yep. expectations, like this newer generation, Greeno. You know what I mean? Like you need to you need to deal with them with kid gloves if you want to get the best out of them. That's it. Sometimes, you know, sometimes uh, Troy's the Adam Sandler happy Gilmore level, yep. and other times he's the Adam Sandler Jack or Jill. <laughs> you know? <laughs> not all of them are going to be winners. They're not all going to be. Winners. But you know, we know that we know that talent is still there with, with Troy. So just waiting to come out. Him, just waiting to come out. So we've given him the week off and said, "Look, mate, focus on next week's FM segment." Hmm. And I, I got to touch him today just to check in. He's he's yep. all good. He's he's happy. He's had a good week. Okay, that's uh, good. But he's focused all he, he his attention on uh, what we what, what I think maybe 
one of the better block segments of the better the last twelve months. Okay, which is going to be uh, death scene or money shot, <laughs> which is where <laughs> which is where you've got to establish whether you're hearing through the cans or your earbuds or whatever it may be right. a a death scene in the movie or a money shot in a porno film. Okay, now so- this could go either way, Damon. Uh, yeah, it's it sounds so Greeno, death scene or money shot. What, which do you think it is? Death scene or money shot by Kimberly Guilfoyle? Uh, it depends what kind of film I'm watching. What 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 uh, what side am I on? Uh, you are watching the Republican National Convention. I'll go death scene. Death scene. Okay. I, I thought it was a money shot personally, but we'll find out next week. Tune in. <laughs> we got an ad break here? No. That uh, seemed like a good point for an ad break. Oh, really? I'm, I'm glad that we're keeping the show so fluid. Uh, because, you know, there's nothing I hate more than a show that's so disorganised and it doesn't know when it's going to... Oh, shit. It's the J.J. Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favourite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police-stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now, and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? What's you? Why do you have to ruin my evening? Like, I, I'm just going to just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show. And you, you got to, you just got to do this. You just do without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No! No! <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover <laughs> in, in Argentina, but it's not working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter at The Starting Block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com.
Yes, back on the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, I'm going to come back with an entrance that's just as awkward as the ending of the last segment because I can't remember. <laughs> like there. <laughs> Mate, this show's stilted. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. We're, normally, we're normally smooth a little bit, and I, I, I blame the new setup. I'm gonna blame Troy. Let's fuck it. He's suspended anyway. We'll we'll pass the buck to him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we were doing so well. We had to drop Troy, and that obviously because Troy wasn't like bringing his A game to the team, Greeno. We had to drop Mm -hmm. him, and because we dropped him, that then threw the whole rest of the team out of balance. Like that's how it works, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think so. Just, it's, we're just yeah, it's, it, it's the uh, the feng shui of the show. It's just missing because there's no Troy segment this week. I think exactly. Nice, nice deflection. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere, always someone else's fault. I'm gonna pass the buck. Correct. Now, Damo, uh, you're a big fan of, of protests. I know you love a protest. Love You've been big a fan protest. Of- big fan. And and, and this week, uh, shit's hit the fan. Uh, and uh, America, despite the fact you know they've got eight billion different corona uh, corona cases, and you know you've got <laughs> in the middle of a presidential election, and you know all the other things that are currently happening in the country. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there was another a black shooting, I believe, with a um, we we'll call it a youth, I guess, I guess a youth um, that is like well the the everyone's got a protest now. Because mm-hmm. of the police brutality and and Black Lives Matter. Yeah, it's the in, now, it's the in, it's the fashionable thing to do. Got to get out there. Got to go to. Got to go to the protest, Greener. Hundred percent. Got to go to the protest. And yesterday, something that I've never seen in my particular life. Uh, the it, we're in the middle of the NBA playoffs, <laughs> and they decided that uh, as a way to protest that they're just not going to play the playoff games. <laughs> yeah. they, they're refusing to play. So I think there were like four forfeits yesterday. Um, I, I, take it, I take it you, you didn't watch my Wednesday show of the Daily Boogie, did you? No, I, I didn't. It. I didn't. Because I, mean, I, I, I mean, spent. Smack I, bang fucking with work this week. I legit spent like the first 45 minutes of my show on this topic because that the news right, was breaking at that time. Yeah. So like you say you say what you want and then I'll, I'm going to say what I want because I'm gonna, I've got a couple of fucking things to say about this. Like you know, <laughs> I'll warm up over here in the corner. All right. <laughs> all right. Excellent. So the, the NBA players have said, look, you know, we, we've had enough. We've had enough of the police brutality. Black Lives Matter. Blah blah blah. Right. And and I'm not dismissing that in any way, shape, or form. Everyone's entitled to. And look, I'd rather I'd rather a peaceful protest than the you know. The looting and stuff that happened, what, a couple of months back, a month mm-hmm. back, maybe? Oh, yesterday. Uh, I still think yesterday. That's... <laughs> it's been it's Bloody... been happening for months. It's like it, it never stopped. <laughs> They're and still looting. Stopped. So basically, uh, look, if there's a way to protest, I think uh, personally, I think the way the sports stars are doing it is the better option than fucking up other people's businesses mm-hmm. that you know are not causing an issue here. Okay. But it got me thinking. I'm like, well, what what does this achieve, right? And mm-hmm. I'm putting it into context. I'm like, well, if if the point is well, we're not going to provide the services we provide to, I guess, what is the, I guess they're trying to say, I don't know whether it's it's a, a situation of, hey, we want to make people aware of it, but I think everyone's already aware of it, right? <laughs> how could you, Correct not, me if I'm how could you not be fucking this, aware this, of it? It's this all we hear about. In like page, it's not page 45, right? Like mm. this is already on the front page and yeah. it's already pretty out there in social media and it's already, yeah, it's it's a high talking point. I, so, love, I love the image of the guy standing on the street with his store burning behind him and he's like, protest. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't, Hold on. What, there's a riot? What? 100%. What are you about? 
So I was trying to think here. I'm kind of going, look, the NBA players have decided to not play the game. Uh-huh. As a, as a form of protest, and uh-huh. that's the that's their prerogative. Like if so, like it's, it's the equivalent of me telling bringing my boss on Monday, going, "Hey, mate, look, not happy what's happening in the world. Yeah, won't be in. okay. Not not going to be. Is had it enough? Okay, but yep. I I want to I want to hear I want to see I want to hear your thoughts on this because I want to see where you fall like at the end of this because you kind of I think you're heading so in the direction theory, I think yeah. you're going to head in, but we'll see. We'll wait and see. So my theory is, I'm sitting there going, okay, what's the, what is this theoretically going to achieve? Because I, I, what they're trying to do is achieve change. Correct me if I'm wrong. They, they, like the reason they want to protest is to affect change. That's the point of protest. And what will the principle of protest? Generally, not what is actually comes to fruition, but the general principle of protest is we want to see change happen in an ideal world. So by world. change happening in an ideal world, that's the general principle. We know it's not the reality, but that's mm-hmm. the general principle. So by uh, uh, NBA players not playing a playoff game, uh-huh. how does that impact the people that are, uh, are impacting the black community? <laughs> As in, they're talking about police brutality, right? Yeah. Yeah. So do you think there's uh, like 500,000 white police officers who in any given game may potentially assault a black youth <laughs> that have gone, hang on a sec. <laughs> the fucking the Clippers aren't going to play. The Bucks aren't walking out. Uh, um, the Bucks aren't walking out. I can't. I can't watch the NBA tonight. Fuck me. I better reconsider what I'm going to do tonight. This changes everything. <laughs> like Jesus, what, what am I doing? I, if I knew, if I knew what I know now, yeah. that, that the Bucks weren't going to play in an, an eighth seed, yeah. and I wouldn't be able to watch NBA tonight. Yeah. I would I, never I would have shot that kid seven times. <laughs> I would have fucking shot him. Like uh, I'm willing to. I'm willing to shoot. Uh, black people, but as long as it doesn't stop professional sports. <laughs> sports. You know I'm coming from? Like I do. I, like I don't begrudge the the protest aspect thing because you know sometimes it's about awareness, but I think the awareness is already there, right? Like once again, mm. correct me if I'm feeling I'm being ignorant here. No, but no, I, I think the awareness uh, the awareness is actually already there, and mm. like admittedly they're amplifying the awareness by protesting and not playing, right. but. I don't see how it necessitates necessitates change because you know if you want to want to necessitate change, you need to take away resources that will impact mm. the people that are creating that issue in the beginning. So you need kind of like whatever whatever resources that impact the I guess the white police officers that may be shooting black youths. Right. Like you need to, the plumbers need to go on strike. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like the supermarkets need to go. Like the car salesmen need to go on strike. The car like, salesmen. The mechanics need to go on strike. The people with jobs. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. People that actually impact the individual lives, not the entertainers. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I, I come, I come at it from a slightly different uh, angle from you. For, for me, number one, it's not a protest because the game was postponed. Now, see, we played basketball. We were in the same team. So if we, if you don't take the court, Greeno, that's a forfeit. That's not a protest, right? So what happened when the Bucks didn't take the court, what the NBA should have done in that moment is say, okay, you forfeit the game because those are the rules, right? Now, that w- then I would say, okay, these, these guys are serious. That's a fucking protest, right? We No, we forfeit a playoff game. The, the thing is, though, when the league came out and then told all of the other teams, including my Rockets, that, no, you're not allowed to play either now because the Milwaukee Bucks have refused to play, that's basically saying uh, the activists have all the power now in the league. Like the, the the governing body of the league is no longer in control. They are power in name only, so they no longer have they're no longer able to dictate what happens in their own sport. Now, the yeah. 
vice president of the Bucks came out and said, we support our players 100%. Uh, we've had enough. It's time for change and shit. People say that this is like some monumental thing. The thing with that is he has no choice in this environment. Can you imagine what would happen to an administrator, Green? Like genuine question, real time. What would happen to an administrator if the players refused to walk out, citing like a Black Lives Matter protest, if he said, our job is to focus on basketball, not on protests? Like not even anything like offensive, right? Just say, no, no, we're here to play ball. Like we're here to win championships. He would lose his job in 10 minutes. He'd be out on his ass. So when people say, oh, look, the vice president well, supports on. them. If, if you think so, play the next segment's clip. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's, that's, that's a hot mic that moment. That's a hot mic moment, though. But I'm talking yeah. about like public statements. So he really has no choice but to publicly back the no players. No one's going to say right? that in public. Right. So the other thing, so it's not a protest. We've established that. It's because the game was postponed. Now, here's the other yeah. thing. Think about the current situation with coronavirus, right? If they nobody's bought tickets to this game because there's nobody in the stands. If they had have had twenty thousand people who have poor, who have paid like hundreds of dollars for playoff tickets, who have potentially flown across the country to go to this game, do you reckon they would have done it? Um. Look, I think potentially yes, <sighs> mate. But they, once again, they they st- like they would have done it, but at the same time. It would have. It would have been the same situation. They would have rescheduled, and and then they would have refunded, but then still got the exact same revenue. So it still would have come out. But, but it's a PR disaster, though, and you're upsetting like well, your no. your hardcore fans. Like the way they've done it right now is there's zero risk at the moment. It's a there's, PR. It's a PR. Fan. It's fantastic for PR because it looks like you know we're, we're doing the right thing, but they still right. get to play the game. But, the but, back end, they've just postponed yeah, the season. Yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly my point. It's a PR win, but it's an empty one because there's no risk. They're not they're not losing anything by doing this. The game was postponed. The league came out and postponed all the other games. They don't have to refund any tickets. They don't have to they're not putting anything on the line. It's not a protest. It's like the Colin Kaepernick thing, right? That was never a protest. If you want to protest, it's a it's a performance it's performance art. He was I, I, well, it depends I, what your definition of a protest is. No, like, no, no. It doesn't. Would you it, doesn't say that- it doesn't because a pro. If he wants to protest police brutality, what you do is you. What do you have to lose something to be a protest? You you tear up the contract. You walk out of the ground. You pick up a picket sign and you go where the other protesters are, kneeling during an anthem and then still playing, still getting paid, still going out there, still being. A, that's not a protest. It's performance art during a song. There's, he's not losing anything there. The bullshit about, oh, he wouldn't get a job because he was like a fucking activist is fucking ridiculous. The fact that, like, if you want to protest something, you have to actually physically protest it. Now, if you well, want to protest a game, hang on, hang on, hang on. You, yes, you do, because you use the example of, like, I called up, if I call up the boss, right, and say, I don't like the way things are going down there at the office, so I'm not coming in. That's called going on strike, right? You don't get paid for that shit. You don't get well, paid pro- to go on strike. strike. That uh, stri- going on strike is a protest. Going on strike, anything. going on strike is a protest against the company. It's a form of protest, correct? But it's a strike, and it's different. So no, it's if, not if, different. If they were going on strike and they lost money. Different. You, you can protest something and not lose out on. Refusing to play a game is a forfeit, and that's the way it should have been. No, like. <laughs> no, no, no. You could you could call it a protest every day of the week, but if you refuse to take the court minutes before the game, you forfeit the game. But now what we have done is we have now like handed over this power, right? So whenever now we feel like it, 
activism has now taken hold of sport. And so we're now changing the rules of games like on the flight. We're changing the rules of the sport. So uh, the players refuse to come out and play the game five minutes before the game. That's a forfeit. Sorry, you forfeit the game. Tip-off time is this time. If you don't come out on the court, you forfeit the game. We hand the win to the other team. Now, if the team says, oh, but we've got a really good reason not to play, they go, okay, that's okay. We'll reschedule. We'll play some other time whenever you feel like it, whenever you, whenever it's good for back, you. Got to come back to the... Got to come back to the definition of a protest, though. A protest is nothing other than a statement yeah, or an yeah. action. But if you want, disapproval. If so you, you don't want have a protest, to lose anything for it to be a protest. But but if you refuse to take the court, though, you have to lose the game. Sure. Well, got- that's fine, and I don't dispute that. What I'm saying is, it doesn't make it any less a protest. A protest is just disapproval or a statement of something. So because so because it's still they a protest, it just means you don't lose out. It's not. It's- strikes are <clears throat> because a strike costs you cash. It's rubbish. If if they. If they don't forfeit the game, if they don't forfeit the game, it's not a protest. All they have done... This process is just an expression of disapproval. N- it doesn't make a difference whether they lose the game or not. They're expressing their disapproval in the same way that Kaepernick kneeling is a is a expression of disapproval. It doesn't mean it costs him any money or he has to forfeit anything. It's just... Hey, I disagree with this. That's what a protest is. No, if you if you if you don't have something on the line, then you're not protesting, Greeno. You are 100%, man. You got to look up definition of protest. No, no, no. You're just creating you're creating a protest now. Yeah, and so all that's all that's effectively happened is all that's effectively happened is these teams now have an extra couple of days to prepare for a game. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Nothing is different. They've expressed their disapproval and they've they've achieved what they were trying to achieve, but it's just cost them nothing to do. Okay, so if I go on Twitter and I say I'm really upset with the government about lockdown, is that a protest? That's a protest because you're expressing (laughs) your disapproval of an an objection to something. I, I think you're I think you're being like way like to the point of absurdity, being way too literal. I'm being literal. Yeah, yeah. With what a to the point is, of, I, th- I think I think you're being too far as what in your your mind is a protest. Oh like God. you're talking about like burning something or like there's nothing. There has to be nothing on the line. Like I can protest your. I comment, did. I, I did not say burn. I, I never mentioned burning something. <laughs> no, no. I didn't what I'm saying is like you seem like there needs to be an action or a consequence for to for it to be a protest. Burning things is arson, Greeno. <laughs> it's arson. Okay. And then there is a, and then there is a consequence. Okay. Well, Bye, uh, let's get, let's get to this hot mic moment because what the fuck's going on here? So this is is this like the chief of the Mets? This is the general manager Brody Van. And that, that's, the show got really serious. We're gonna have to edit that out of the podcast. That take was it very unblocked. I like, tell you, I tell you, the Vietnamese don't enjoy that kind of conversation, Greener. The Vietnamese do not love that. The the, the Viet Cong are not fans of that. Um, <laughs> this is this is Brody Van Wagenen, who's the the general manager of the Mets. And basically, he's, he's just really young, phone. isn't he? Isn't he like in his late thirties or something? This guy, the uh, late thirties, early forties. Yeah, okay. he used to be a he used to be a player manager. He's already right. a multi-millionaire. That's right. They, they got him to kind of be a puppet. Okay. Um, but basically, it, he's they, they do like Zoom calls before games now as kind of the pre-match interviews. Okay, and it had been already announced that. Look, Sorry, sorry, Greta, sorry, I, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we have to draw attention to this comment in the chat from Kitty B. Uh, she said in relation to our previous conversation, the Bucks stopped there. <laughs> nice, Gary. That's Gary. That's that's hey, well done, Kitty B. <laughs> <laughs> the Bucks stopped there. <laughs> now, uh, so Brittany Van Dan, he's the GM of the Mets, and basically he was caught in a not so much a hot mic because the camera was on him, and it was in a like he thought he was off. I guess he thought he was off the thing, 
Um, why why, why do these fucking executives just assume that the guy who's getting paid minimum wage to do their production is going to care whether or not, like, you know, their secrets are fucking kept secret? You know what I mean? 100%. 100%. And the players had already announced from the Mets going, well, we're not playing tonight. We're like, that's our protest. We're not going to play. They're going to express their objection. They're going to forfeit. They're going to forfeit the game without having the penalty of forfeiting a game. Correct. Because, because so, they say, because, because they attach themselves to something else. It's like, no, no, if we if we refuse to come out and play because uh, we're getting a foot rub, that's different. If we refuse to come out and play because somebody got shot, then it's okay. We don't lose anything. Oh, and we're protesting, by the way. Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks for the update. That's, that's a good callback. Have you used your foot spa this week? No, I haven't. Do you want it? I don't want it. <laughs> we got to no, get I'm it out. I've got one of, here. I'm yeah, trying to get rid of it. Have two, one for each foot. We've got to get this thing one. out of the house. It's killing us. It's, it's killing my relationship <laughs> with my wife. <laughs> So anyway, Brody Van Wagenen, the players already said, hey, man, we're not fucking playing. Fuck you. We're not We're not doing it. We're not going out. So then the owner of the Mets has gotten on the phone and called the commissioner of MLB and gone, look, the, the boys, they're not playing. Hmm. They, they said they're not going out. Fuck you. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're protesting. We're, this is this is what we're – this is the – we're just not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brody was caught talking about the conversation between the owner of the Mets and the commissioner of MLB. Let's give it a listen. Okay, let's go. They're mulling that over. Baseball's trying to come up with a solution, saying, no, you know, it would be super powerful. Three of us, three of us here can't leave this room. They're saying, oh. Oh, okay, so you know it's going to be juicy because he said this can't leave this room. Right, this has yeah. to stay between the three of us. But forgetting the fucking cameras on because he's just finished a press conference. Okay, so he's doing gossip girl shit. All right, this is good. Yeah, three of us here can't leave this room. They're saying, oh. you know, it'd be really great if you just have them all take the field and they leave the field. And then they come back and play at 8-10. And I was like, what? What's that? Rob. I mean, Jeff's scheduling's going to be a nightmare. There's so much at stake. And there's a Jeff. That's not happening. They're not dealing with reality. They're not playing, but that's Rob's instinct. And Rob, not exactly what you are talking about. At leadership level, he doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. And that's so... Anyway, so... We're waiting. Jeff wants to hear as soon as we hear from the Marlins. Uh, Conforto, whatever we do, we need to coordinate with the Marlins. So as soon as Conforto hears from Rojas, right? Miguel Rojas? Yeah. Um, okay, you speak baseball. What's going on here, Greener? All right, so basically what's happened is the, the, the Mets have said we're not playing. And then the owner of the Mets has spoken to the MLB commissioner, and they've gone, look, that's a, like, let them protest. But can they take the field at 7.10, do their little protests? Mm-hmm. And because, you know, we're in a bit of a tight schedule here, yep. can they do the protest for maybe an hour and come back out at 8.10 and just play the game? Right. Will that work for them? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yep. so basically that that's caused a bit of a shitstorm because they're like, well, yeah, I think you're missing kind of the point here. The players aren't fucking playing. Okay. Here's a, can I can I raise a serious... The, the protest is not showing up like going, hey, we're not going to play, but hey... Maybe we just won't play for an hour, okay. and that'll inconvenience people. Fuck you. Uh, you, use, um, you use the work example before, right? Um, no, this is a genuine question here because this is going to become a. I can see this becoming a bigger and bigger and bigger issue for these um, profession. Like sports is sports, right? But these are professional fucking well-oiled machines. These are multi-million-dollar businesses, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The players are their assets. Okay, now yeah. if an asset 
starts costing you money, like <clears throat> what I mean is failure to show, right? Now, if you work a regular nine to five job and you just refuse to work, like you're not sick or anything, like you don't have a medical clearance to not work, they are then within their right to say, okay, well, we can't keep paying you. I'm sorry. Uh, if you refuse to do your job, we have to let you go. Is there, there's, there's going to have to come a point because right now these guys who run these sports teams, and look, I'm not fucking like crying crocodile tears for multi-billion dollar fucking franchise owners. Don't get me wrong here. But um, as a sports fan, like, there's going to have to come a point where these teams and these leagues need to reassert their authority. Cause right now, like you can say it's a protest and stuff. Okay. I'm fine. But now, right now in this moment, they are being dictated to by their employees. Like they are completely over a barrel because they know if any one of them come out publicly and say, um, you know, I'm not in favor of this. We just want to play baseball. We're here to play baseball. They know that they're going to have like the fucking mob up their ass. Right. You know, that's true. Like if any one of them comes, it becomes out and a public relations nightmare. If they exactly. Say anything other, exactly. Know, we support the players' their choices. Hundred percent right? right. So, but they and also they also have a responsibility to you know manage their business. So, I I just wonder like who's going to be the first to jump? Uh, there's there's going to have to come a point where like somebody in the league or somebody like somebody who runs one of these teams says, hey, look, you know. You can protest, but between the hours of like 6 p.m. and 10 p.m., like game time, your expectation, like the expectation that you signed a contract for that we pay you very well for is that you are on the field trying to win baseball games. Now, if you are unable for whatever reason, and if it's fucking political, I don't care. That's your concern. You can protest whenever you're not in the employ of our club. You have your own time to protest, but we pay you to be here during these hours. And if you refuse to be here, we have to fucking let you go. I'm sorry. And I, I wonder if like, you know, they, they, I don't think they're under any obligation other than the PR aspect. If it keeps going like the, here's what players do, right? They push and push and push and push and they will push too far. And then some team somewhere will say, okay, fucking cut them. Cut this guy. Get rid of him. And this is what well, happened, happened with no, the that happened, that happened in baseball last year. Uh, last this is this what happened with the Kaepernick case, first, though. This is the Kaepernick yeah, thing, Kaepernick though. And the first guy exactly. that kneeled for the Oakland A's, he he got let go. Admittedly, he wasn't a fucking good player, so yeah. it like it's it, easier. It got less yeah. Kaepernick, yeah. but you know. And look, I, I don't dispute that. Like, I, I think once again, this fucking final segment is normally meant to be like the kick at home. Let's get out of the show. Well, it comes down. Note. It comes down this to a very simple equation. It comes down to a very simple equation, Greener. Do you want sports being run by political activists? Do you want sports to be ultimately political endeavours? Yes or no? And if the answer is no, then it's like, well, then you forfeit the game. You don't fucking postpone it. You don't pander to the players. You don't wrap them up in bubble wrap and applaud them and say how you're on their side and make it easier for them to protest. You say, hey, play the fucking game or else. Like, you know, Or if you want sports to become inherently political where you watch sport and every single time you're bombarded with fucking political messaging and activism and fucking uh, political, you know, speeches and shit. If that's what you want, then keep going down this path. But, uh, you know, that's up to you. That's up to the fans. <laughs> Bring me back to our show now. <laughs> I'm being no, serious. Like, I'm asking you. What do you want? No, I, I agree. No, I, I like personally. I, I agree with half of your points there. Where I'm like, look, if the players do not show up to play, then they don't deserve to be paid. Yeah. Like they're not, they're not showing to do their job, and that's part. That's the consequence of the protest. You know, it. I, and I agree with you in that aspect. 
And if they choose to not show up, then that's fine. And the players lose money, but at the same time, the owners lose money. And there's no way they're going to sit there and not pay the players because then it becomes a PR nightmare. Mm-hmm. And then they, they sit there, they go to their money man, they go, what's going to cost us more? Yep. The dollars it's going to cost us in advertising and promotion and yep. all this kind of shit by seeming like we're against something or the general principle, the fact that we've got an employee who is not showing up to work, but we still seem to be obligated to pay them even though we really shouldn't. So it, it's, it's the dollar thing. For me, I'm a guy who's trying to work out whether I could take light globes out of my rental property before I leave. So for me, as an owner, I ain't fucking playing anyway. You'd make a great baseball owner, but you wouldn't put up with fucking, you wouldn't put up with your players getting paid not to show up either. You'd get rid of them. A hundred percent right. A hundred percent right. Now let's get back to what our show does. Let's talk pointless shit. And let's talk NBA Statman. Hit a Statman for me, sir. Okay. I'm a Statman. Because despite the fact we just wasted 15 minutes of our generally jovial show talking serious uh, political stuff about NBA and MLB. Troy in the, the chat says, uh, Troy, in the, ch- Troy in the chat says, I hate it when mum and dad fight. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing this here, Troy? You're supposed to be on the bench. He's <laughs> <laughs> allowed to listen, though. Listen okay. and learn, sir. Listen and learn. Listen and learn. Can, we play, can we play Kimberly, uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle for Troy? Yeah. Just showing what uh, kid or kid should be. Kim or kid, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. <laughs> now it's officially so- the dumbest segment. Dumbest segment ever. Hey, wait, wait, play the gardening segment again. Let's just check. Okay. Just to be sure. Just to make sure? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think Kim or Kid. Kid or, kid or Kid, still the dumbest segment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> NBA Statman Day. May we hit the Statman button already? Yeah, we did. We'll do it one more time. I'm a Statman. Damo, check out this stat, Damo. Can you guess the most three-point misses by a team in a playoff game? Oh, I reckon it was the New York Knicks against the Rockets back in, like, 93 previously, um, okay. if if that record's been broken recently. But I, I'm pretty sure it was because I remember John Starks fucking throwing bricks all night like fucking like a construction yeah. worker during that game. Cost them the game. Couldn't give up. So, um, gee, I don't know. What, the number? How many misses? Well, the, 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 the most, yeah, most number of misses and also which teams uh, generally uh, <coughs> put up the most bricks effectively. Like, go back to white man can't jump talk. Yeah. Who put up the most number of bricks? The top five number of bricks in a playoff game. <sighs> is it in the 30s? Three. It is in the 30s, yeah. Okay. So it's like, is it like 33, 34, thereabouts? Yeah, pretty close, man. It's, it's thirty-seven is the top. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Wow. The, the the most three-point misses by a team in a playoff I know, game. I know James Harden misses a lot of three-pointers. <laughs> this stat won't surprise you then. Yeah. Thirty-seven by the Houston Rockets there is number go. one. <laughs> and was that recently? Number was two. It? <laughs> yeah. Number two is thirty-seven by the Houston Rockets. <laughs> number three. Number three. This is all-time playoffs history. Yeah. 36 by the Houston Rockets. I need number I need, four. Are these recent ones? They're all recent ones since these, James these Harden. In the was last in. three years. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number four. This is all time history in playoff games. Most yeah. three point misses by a team in a playoff game. Yeah. Number 35, Houston Rockets, game three of this series <laughs> against the OKC. Yeah. Number 
five all time. 35. Houston Rockets wow. yesterday's game. Wow. See that like that's so the- a, that's a uh, I'm not surprised, but I'm I'm kind of surprised that it's the top fucking five. And I know that you're just doing this to rub fucking sold in because like I was like the pro Rockets stat last week. So you're like, I'm gonna, no, I need a stat to fuck that was down. Amazing I need fucking sta- stat. If that was any other team, I would have still put it in the show. <laughs> no. But the fact it was Rockets made it even funnier. I know. <laughs> it's because it's James Hart. But see, that's that's the way that's the way they play. It's like, you know, if their their theory is let's just take more shots, right? So like because if we take like uh 30% more shots than the other team, we're gonna even if we hit like one out of three. We're still going to score more points. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the money ball theory, but it's just not working for the Rockets because it, it. Yeah, when it pays off, it's great. Right. Like, there's just not enough consistency to it. But well, you don't I get that, that many dumb- opportunities. By that, you in playoff games, you don't get as much uh, open shots as you do in like regular season. So that would suggest like they bring their regular season game like that small ball, um, you know, high offense game to playoffs, and that's why they don't fucking win championships, right? Because you know. Uh, you're taking you're taking bad opportunities instead of like working for the good shot, like working for the sure thing. You're just fucking throw throwing them up there and hoping that they go in at that. That's point. what I'm thinking. Like I, I, I want to see when things go full circle and a team just goes, "Well, we're going to start playing inside ball again." Yeah, and hit you know seventy five percent of our inside shots compared to the fifty five percent of three pointers, and it right. works out more. You know, Cost effective, effectively. Well, since like since uh, LeBron, the whole like the big man dominance is dead now. Since LeBron, because now it's all about guards who are six foot fucking six who can play like forwards. You know what I mean? LeBron, LeBron plays every position, including center. Like right. he, he's the he's the ultimate overall player. Like despite the fact I think Jordan's the greatest player ever, LeBron's the ultimate overall player because he can play every position. Right. So um, teams has- teams are like when you've so- got a. When you're playing against like these big, um, agile guards who can dribble, pass, shoot, and and score inside, they're like, can we carry two guys on the team who are like slow lumbering uh, up and down the court? They can't get up and down the court. Um, can we carry those guys in a team? Like, <clears throat> you know, because it's like an outside game now. It's like a, a high tempo outside game. So, you know, can we can we carry those guys like dragging them up and down the court for forty eight fucking minutes? It's like I don't know. I don't know. Did you say dragon? Dragon. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, no. Damn it, uh, <laughs> we're almost finished. Uh, the the big Australian super fight that happened throughout the course of the week, Jeff Horn versus uh, Tim Zhu, who's uh, Kosti Zhu's son, and he uh, hates being referred to Kosti Zhu's son. Um, it was a big fight this week. But at the same time, um, Tim Zhu got a win. It was a big win. It was his first win against, like, a big contender sort okay. of thing. So. He's been dubbed the, you know, the future future of Australian boxing, etc. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I was disappointed about after the win that he he didn't kind of pander to what I think our generation wanted to hear. <laughs> I, want, I want to see him just go full twelfth man, and because he speaks fluent English, obviously, because yeah. he like his dad was born in Russia, but he's he's been in Australia the entire time, yeah. and he's very boring, he's very generic. Yeah, I want to see him come out after the match and like I am pa loving Kuzor. Every single every one of yours. One of every one of singles yours. Yes, yes. I and uh, I'm a, Amen. I want to let think yours down. Amen. Amen. <laughs> if he no, did that, he, at the end of that fight after he won, he would have been an Australian hero to an everyone. Australian uh, legend. And um, Billy would have been most appreciative because nobody's been talking about the 12th man for a while. So Billy would have really liked that to get his name back out there again. <laughs> Billy <Yeah>. Birmingham. 
hundred percent right. All right, let's wrap up the show with one of our favorite topics, Damo. Uh, burner accounts. Burner accounts. And and it was beautiful to see on the uh, after the or during the Jeff Horn and, and uh, Tim Zoo fight that uh, one of our favorite burner accounts of all time, one Mark Levy Mark was back Levy. in action. Fantastic. Credit to. to the BE to, to, for sending this through, and uh, I'm just trying to find it here in the chat. I can't find it. Have you got the, you got the screen grab? Yeah, but I didn't want to throw it up because if it's set, if a picture's sent in a message, I can't throw it up without like Twitter's the way Twitter's set up without showing like all the messages. So ah, fair enough. So, well, I'll, I'll run through it then. So all right, basically, Mark Levy, who is a I guess he still technically counts as a, a sports personality on radio somewhere, uh-huh. who's notorious for <laughs> on radio a, somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere. But having a, he has a very thin skin despite being a very fat bloke. He he, he doesn't absorb him. Yes, right. And and so when he gets criticism, he likes to create burner accounts to defend himself and his radio program. Fucking weird behaviour. It's very strange behaviour for a professional broadcaster, right? That's the 100% thing. Right. It's weird. That's like what a teenage girl body. would do, you know. Hmm. Teenage girl behavior. Like, leave Cindy alone. Cindy's my best friend. She would never do anything. Cindy didn't say anything. Like, it's so weird that this guy who was probably on six figures, who owned his, who ran his, he, he, fuck it, he was the host of his own primetime fucking sports radio show. Like, a Mm -hmm. dream job for any announcer. Five days a week. That's right. I understand what what we crave to do, to get paid to do this shit. Exactly. But in his off time, like as soon as he finished, he was on on Twitter 24 hours a day looking for people criticizing his show. And often it started out like not even being big criticism. It would just be like, yeah, I'm not a fan of Mark Levy. And he would fucking launch into people with these burner accounts. And like, Mark Levy's a great guy and he works hard. He deserves better than this. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) Relax. So so Mark. So during the uh, Tim Zhu-Jeff Horn fight, uh, Mark Levy posted this tweet. They ask you to pay $60 to watch the fight on Foxtel, and I've spent 30 minutes on the phone waiting to speak to someone to get it working because it doesn't connect properly. Anyone else having the same problem? Question mark. And then literally like 20 minutes later, ML049 blah, 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 which is the notorious burner account of Mark Levy, anyone else having dramas with at Foxtel and getting the fight working? $60 to spend over half an hour on hold. Not good enough. Next time, make sure the provider has coverage that can handle it. Okay. So now he's, he's not trying only to, defending He's trying himself. to throw his media big dick around, basically, trying to boss the cable company around and say, look, like, don't you know who I am? That's that kind of thing, right? Yeah. 100% right. And it was two minutes in between the particular tweets. So it's good to know that the, the burner – uh, the burner accounts of Mark Levy are back in action, and it doesn't just don't come. <laughs> Thank you for the follow. <laughs> oh, was that actually a legitimate follow? Well done. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. If they've listened to this show, like unfollow. Can we get it? Can we get a sound effect when people unfollow? Because I think <laughs> no. that's more likely to happen than follows. No, we cannot. <laughs> um, it's good to see Mark Levy. It doesn't matter what it is, because he, he with the between his thin fat skin, he doesn't. <laughs> he, he's he's unhappy with any criticism himself. And he just wants to make sure that Fox still know, fuck wow. you, from just me and ML049999674. <laughs> you dick. Oh, Mark. Oh, Mark. Uh, let's let's go out one more time, wow. Greeno, with uh, our new favourite segment on the show, Kim or Kid, for those who came in late. Uh, is it Kimberly Guilfoyle or is it a baby goat? Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters, 
fights for freedom and liberty and the American dream. The best is yet to come. There you go. That's, that's why we need to end the show. Kim Plugs, what have we got, Damo? Uh, follow Greeno at the starting block. One word, drop the K at the end. Follow me at Boogie Bumper. I'll be back later tonight, 6 p.m., Greeno, for another edition of the Daily Boogs, uh, the Friday night edition of the show. Uh, thank you to everyone who contributed tonight. Thank you for sharing the show out. Please, if you could, um, download the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, <clears throat> leave us a rating, leave us a like, <clears throat> all of that wonderful stuff. Don't forget to follow our friends, uh, Winning TV in the chat. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Y Censored, who just Y Censored Kimmy Greeno recently became an affiliate on DLive. She got her affiliate status. There we go. Yeah. Let's give Kimmy a nice Gary, please, sir. Give her a nice Gary. Nice Gary. So, Kimmy, UK Neil, uh, also Rational Times, Frozen Asian, Spent D, Sunday Night Shit Show. Um, who else? And anyone Are you else? Winning TV. Winning TV, yes. Winning TV will be back Saturday night at 8 p.m. So, and anyone else I might have got Major Tom as well, JJ Stoner. All the boys, 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 boys. And like I said, I'll be back at 6 p.m. tonight. So till then, that's it. That's a wrap. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth? Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, Y Censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you'll have a heavy bag? <laughs> You're listening to The Starting Block on TAVshow.com.